Hello and welcome to another episode of Chillin' with Dylan. I'm your host, Dylan, and I'm so excited to bring to you another episode. This episode is a very, very exciting topic, and we've been thinking about this one for a while now. Uh, it is about how to art 101. So a bit of a tutorial, let's just say, on how to succeed in the creative realms. And um, we have uh, two special guests uh, today. Um, one is old and one is new to the show, of course. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant old as in like age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I also want to say too. Just want to introduce uh, to the CWD verse our newest guest, Val. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Val. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dylan. And of course, we got Kelly again from one of our previous episodes. Coming Hi. Glad to be back. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're together today um, to discuss uh, all things artistic um, and creative. So uh, I thought maybe um, would you to just talk a little bit about yourself and um, what you like doing in your spare time or maybe in your professional time. Val, if you want to get us going. <laughs> Um, hi everyone. So my name is Val. Um, I'm a creative artist. I, I run my own pottery business. Um, my pottery business is called Hey Val Ceramics. Um, in my spare time as well, I love to to sew and I love to go on walks. So that's just a short intro for about me. Um, Kelly, how about you? <laughs> I think what Val forgot to mention is that she also likes to go clothing shopping with me sometimes <laughs> and it's like hey um yeah I may as well just introduce myself um hi I'm Kelly I what do I do um I guess for the loyal fans of Chillin' of Dylan in previous episodes I have shared that I am a software engineer and I said an airline in New Zealand um I'm still at an airline, but I've gone over to the dark side and I will soon be doing some data work. So, Guy, if you're listening, I think <laughs> the podcast has convinced me <laughs> and I've converted. We, we know who won that podcast, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my day job. But I guess in terms of my spare time, I um, like to play music. So I play the violin, um, but I also kind of like noodle around with other creative things like coloring books I don't know and reading <laughs> yes uh, that's that's awesome thanks for sharing uh you too um I guess I should talk a bit about myself uh probably the least um creative in this building in terms of not really um being very good at singing probably I mean I think karaoke does karaoke Nah, let's not talk about that. We love our karaoke, but that's not a talent. Um, I think this talk? podcast is a is a fun outlet for me. Um, and so yeah, spend a bit of time on this stuff. Uh, obviously, in my day job, I do yeah, like similar things to Kelly. Um, and uh, what else do I do? Ah, oh, sometimes I've, I've I've written a few articles in the past, just uh, online and. And sometimes I like to write poetry when I'm bored as well, just for a bit of fun, just to round it out. And maybe some other things I'm forgetting. Who knows? Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Um, I, I think, uh, I guess the point of this uh, episode, we just want to like understand the entire creative process and what goes through your minds. <laughs> uh, first, we need to define a few things. Um, what do you think is uh, creativity and what does it actually mean? Um, not just the Oxford English Dictionary answer, but... <laughs> do we all have a thought on that? Um, yeah, actually, it was quite funny when you said, oh, do you want to understand what goes through our minds? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure if you really want that. <laughs> but um, oh, just the other night, like, I was actually chatting with Val about it. And we were like, oh, what is creativity? And the first answer that we came up with was just boredom. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was actually a TED talk about it. Um, where someone was saying like, uh, you you actually get creative ideas when you get bored and like your mind kind of wanders a little bit. Would you That's... agree with that, Al? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think also, um, I think creativity is just anything that you kind of think, like when you're thinking out of the box of like ways that can like improve yourself or improve lives like in a way where you're just expressing yeah expression of an interest no not expression of interest expression i'm somehow thinking of corporate no 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 <laughs> i think there's uh, so many ways to think about it even even um defining this one word or one concept is is a you can be pretty creative as well you know, um, I mean, I remember one um, part of one of the previous episodes, like Kelly and I were on, um, we were talking about like data analysis in our day jobs, right? And how, you know, even something like that you can use to uh, create new ideas and ways of looking at things, the start of something new or anything new or that hasn't been thought of uh, is a in a sense creativity Kelly what do you consider and what what do you look at I was gonna be cheesy and just be like you're my creative inspiration oh, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's true Drop the mic fighting the whole time <laughs> yeah. yeah um I guess for me because um, like the creative field is a bit of like an outlet after my day job. Um, I do like to look at a large variety of things and people and see what they're working on. So for example, like ceramics that about this and I'm like, hey, I never would have thought about doing something like that or like that's a cool color. Um, or like in terms of music, even though you have the same piece that you're playing, different artists have different interpretations of it. And so also seeing what their thought process is, is also quite interesting. Sometimes you may agree, sometimes you may not agree and be like, ew, why did you do that? Um, but I think it's important to have that diversity of thought. Uh, going back to basics, I think I actually really enjoy drawing a lot of inspirations from nature. Mm. You know, okay. staring at some trees, staring at some water. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you're like a um, landscape you're an artist. artist. Yeah, you're, you're an artist. artist. <laughs> but you I know? feel like there's lots of inspiration 
no matter where you go. I guess it's just uh, about like staring at it until it starts speaking uh, to you. Yeah, no, speaking of, I should probably book some flights on Air New Zealand or something because I feel like... Uh, <laughs> You're like, that's your creative inspiration, Dylan. <laughs> no, no, you said you kept saying nature and I kept thinking of all my travels. And I think in a sense for me, yeah, like just, just exposing yourself um, to... Although it's being exposed to and like being uh, in different uh, locations and areas often brings about new ideas. Um, I find that like, yeah, whenever I do travel like on a trip, whether it's just in the region or country or even internationally, uh, maybe, you know, in the past, um, like you start thinking about like things in different ways. Um, yeah, you don't even need to go on nature. You could literally, it's also cool like just when you talk about uh, people who have a different perspective um, those who yeah, live somewhere else to you um, because I do think that after like a long time in a certain bubble you might like start running dry of particular ideas I don't know yeah. like that, does that make sense? It gets a bit stale eh? Mm. Yeah. yeah it's always good to get like inspiration uh, in a different place like I do I remember when I used to travel a lot by the way guys I travel or like I used to and uh <laughs> been to lots of countries and continents but, oh um, wow you oh, <laughs> and you I'm learning so yeah. much about you oh uh, no 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 <laughs> so, so this is up there I might, might be in a city near you for those CWD listeners in far far away lands <laughs> no but like just uh, uh especially solo traveling sometimes if you have time, like just a day, just go to the, just go to a museum or go to an art gallery, go to somewhere where like there's all sorts of random things that yeah you wouldn't necessarily encounter. Um, yeah, so that 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 can be real inspiring. Um, yeah, I think also just like to add on that, Dylan. I think it's really great when when people actually join like social clubs you know, after, like once they do have their day job and we're all working full time, actually giving ourselves like the opportunity to meet new people mm. so that we have different perspectives on on things. Yeah. Would no, you I say think... that the creativity mm. in that is like creating new bonds and new friendships? Dang. Yeah. Hey. New... That was so not... deep. Yeah. yeah. I was, when you said new bonds, I was thinking chemical bonds, but like, Wow, that was such a creative thought, Dylan. (laughs) I know, we're just just working. (laughs) Pushing the limits of of podcasting uh, in this session, aren't we? Yeah, I was actually thinking about it. And you know how they have those like three by three grids where it's like chaotic evil, like lawful neutral and stuff. And I was like, oh, imagine if we had like something like that for creativity. Like you're. Lawful neutral would be like drawing, and then your chaotic evil would be like I don't know, cooking crystal meth. What cooking? What <laughs> cooking meth? No, no. Oh yeah, that that is technically crazy. Or seen a lot. I mean, I've seen a bit of TikTok recently, thanks to certain people. But like, um, like when when there's like all these TikToks on like cooking, most of them are real nice food and it's real you know, new ideas. But then half, like, a good amount of them are, like, they just put 
like laundry detergent in a pot and cook it and chuck eggs or something. They just do something really chaotic, and I'm like, that's evil right there. <laughs> that's well, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Approach of caution: do not engage. Do not. But the thing is, a lot of people, some people who aren't too too versed at cooking, might be like, actually, this could be good, and I'd be really worried if anyone like does that seriously. <laughs> You guys are both chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, Val, you know what they say: it takes one to know one. Oh <laughs> damn! <laughs> Can you? I've, I've heard the. Oh, maybe it's not well known or something. Isn't it like you can uh, you can understand the state of an artist's mind by the state of their room? So if it's really messy, then you can you can uh, you kind of you know what, what are you trying to say, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I heard that somewhere, but that that's kind of like a random thought. I'm very know. concerned by that quote because my <laughs> mom calls my room a fire hazard. <laughs> oh, yeah. My 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 dad once called my room a a rubbish dump. <laughs> so much creativity. <laughs> the ways they can describe rooms and. Yeah, in metaphors. <laughs> Anyways, um, how about something better to talk and think about? Um, I was wondering if uh, you had any um, proudest accomplishments, you know, like in the things that you've worked on in the past, um, uh, just whether it's performances or pieces, um, whether there's something that you thought, you know, where you literally peaked in your creative sort of level you know yeah i i don't know if i do have one probably like intermediate school or something um i was i was i was was pretty embarrassed but like i mean it is still but like used to play in a recorder band actually but you know like i was i was basically performed for the school so shout out to uh intermediate dilworth junior center (laughs) anyway so about you guys Yeah. Um, hardest accomplishments. I don't know. I think it's just like it's like I I keep swimming in all these thoughts about like the stuff that I've done, and I think it's hard to like pick one. Almost mm-hmm. sounds a bit cliche to say like it's the journey that's my proudest accomplishment. That's so true, though. <laughs> that's so true. Um, yeah, I I would like to think that. I am still reaching my peak. I don't know. Sure. Um, I think it is hard, um, especially with a hobby like musical performance of some sorts, like playing in an orchestra. Um, sometimes it is quite hard to, you know, like you have the music and then if you play one note, one wrong note, it's one wrong note, you know. Um, but then I guess in terms of proudest accomplishment, I think um, I am quite proud in terms of like how my mindset has changed over time when I approach it. I think it is very easy to kind of like bog yourself down and kind of play music based on like a fear-based mentality and go like, oh, if I play one wrong note, it'll be all over and super ruined. Um, but instead to use it as an opportunity to go, 
um, you know, it's an opportunity for to for you to work on something and for you to better yourself in the future. Um, yeah. On that note, though, I guess like something I am currently working on towards is um, I am sitting a music diploma in July. Shameless plug: If you're in Auckland, seven p.m. Rimuera, uh, I have a recital. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> this Monday. This coming Monday. Oh, oh wait, no! But no, by the time you release the podcast, it will be over. Oh okay, yeah, you just know that it was really successful. We'll yeah, just, it was. We'll it was really good. It right now, really it was good, really yeah. good. By the time you hear it, great yeah. time. <laughs> Shredded all those notes. Um, yeah, so I guess. Um, it is it was like a huge struggle kind of brawling of this relationship with music and like coming to terms of it and being kinder to myself about it it's probably my proudest accomplishment that's so cool yeah i love that Val, do you have any thoughts on yourself um, and your uh stunning accomplishment so far i mean there is this like running joke that I do have with my art friends um, when we use the word like when when do you think you've peaked or when do you think like are you peaking because generally you know when you think about a graph usually when it peaks it's all downhill after <laughs> it doesn't come back up and so there's this running joke with my friends where if we go to like a retrospective exhibition in our minds it's like this artist has only peaked it's all downhill from here (laughs) (laughs) so it was just like as a side note that I thought but um I think I think like a lot of creatives uh, um professionally and you know as a hobby as well um I think the thing that we really struggle with the most is having like imposter syndrome and I think New Zealand really faced that um or the what's the other term like tall poppy syndrome tall poppy syndrome where you pull down the accomplishments of others as successful or something like that that, isn't it the idea that like you don't necessarily want to stand out too much you all kind of want to be all the same exactly Um, i i think my biggest accomplishment definitely would be that i push through those fears of mine and and kind of face it every day because to do this kind of professionally sometimes you know you run the risk of like job security and you know when does a pandemic ever happen once in a hundred years so yeah but i think having that resilience i think would probably be my most proudest um achievement of mine yeah that i still That's... face every day to combat i guess you could say it's really yeah no it's really hard to achieve amidst all the uh, chaos and uncertainty this world brings i'd say no and i think what like i've heard from both of you it's not necessarily just like you know a physical thing or like a one sort of evening of a performance but it's the um it's the personal <laughs> growth somehow attached to yeah like just putting yourself out there and learning right and trying new things it sounds like it actually provides much more you just can't quantify it as much but it's still there yeah there was this thought that I had or somewhere that I had read and it was about 
it was about ch how to charge as a creative and it was really interesting because on a customer end they'll look at an expert and think oh it only takes you five minutes to do something but in reality um it actually takes the it actually has taken the creative hours and hours to actually get to that point for in order for it to take five minutes and therefore that's why they charge it because they can do it they've done it so well and so efficiently that that's why it's at the price that it is yeah mm, for like, sure it's like you knowing ever... your self-worth eh? yeah 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 random thought yeah no like thinking about this on this other but like have you ever looked at macarons and been like dang these are so expensive <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> but like after after learning how they're actually made, I'm like, okay, okay, well, like there's a lot more that goes behind it, and you know, certain things, other things like baking, uh, and cooking, and those things as well. Like, yeah, yeah, for real. sure. I feel like, um, like the thing I've noticed with like creative industry is that most of the times you look at it and you say things like oh I could have done that or oh that looks easy but the fact is that I think the gist of it is that because you're so good at what they do they make it look easy yeah, and then you like try it or then you understand how it's made and you're like oh it's really not easy <laughs> yeah some person dedicated their whole lives they behind behind the success is like a million mistakes or failures, right? Like often it's like that kind of thing, you know. I don't know how many uh, I don't know, cups or pieces of pottery Val's had to throw away. I've seen a few that you were, I've I've seen a few, haven't I? Just that you need even that yeah, I've made and you're like ah, that's that's not perfect. Um, yeah, but. You know, like, just because something's not perfect doesn't mean, I guess, it can't be useful or, like, you know, nice to look at or use or eat or whatever it is for people. Um, I don't mean eat, like, clay, but, like, get anything to do with food, but <laughs> eat the things that do with food and don't eat the things that, like, don't do <laughs> Yeah, food. don't eat clay. Don't eat clay. <laughs> Summary of this whole podcast, don't eat clay. Don't eat clay. But if you do, you won't die. It's okay. What I found was quite cool was that um, like you can recycle clay if you don't fire it. But also like with the things that you have fired that you don't want anymore, that you also have like a mosaic artist that you like, give your stuff to. And I was like, whoa, this is like, you know, like, nothing really goes to waste which is kind of cool yeah I think I think what's really great about the medium about clay is the fact that you can just keep you can recycle it at every stage ideally you'd want to recycle it obviously before we put it in the pottery oven um but you know sometimes sometimes at every stage sometimes there's happy accidents and sometimes there's accidents that you really didn't want to happen whoopsies yeah just little whoopsies fair enough and um on the other end like i guess you know we can make mistakes and the things we try out uh and that shouldn't really stop us hopefully from trying more and trying again and 
you know, learning a new, perfecting a skill and things like that. Um, but like, are there any other blockers, I guess, um, things that might stop someone from achieving their potential uh, in a creative field that you guys have uh, known about or gone through and overcome? Social media. <laughs> what, like comparing or just like... Yeah, I think social media there are there are positives and negatives about social media the positives are you really get to connect with makers that you never or even just people that you're never necessarily cross paths with in real life but thanks to social media and the internet you've been able to actually connect with someone let's say like all the way out in spain and you know without even having to travel there or vice versa but the negative with social media is the fact that there's this overwhelming con like there's just so much overwhelming information and content and at the end of the day it's a highlight reel you don't necessarily see the the kind of hard work or or the grime that kind of comes with actually pushing it as a as a career but even so sometimes as like hobbies I think on especially on Instagram it's really just about you know your content has to be really good your your Instagram grid has to be really amazing in order to get those followers and sponsorships yeah. so it's that like follower count that matters yeah reducing like uh, a craft that's inherently you know a lot of things are quite subjective into like numbers and statistics and quantitative something yeah like things like that it's it's a difficult thing to go up against sometimes Mm. Mm. i guess just jumping on that train um yeah like when you make something like you as a person are involved right and i think one of the blockers that i can think of is like being um I guess like unsure about how people would react to it. I guess in a society where we're so kind of tuned to instant gratification and like aesthetics and like nice stuff. Because it is satisfying like when things do work Mm -hmm. out. Um, But then I guess guess there is also this underlying like fear of how people might react if it doesn't reach like a certain standard to which I ask, like, who is the standard for and is the standard helpful? Um, yeah, so I guess, like, in terms of, like, addressing these sort of issues or concerns that people may face, um, I guess kind of being in touch with, like, why are you really doing your craft? Like, are you doing it because you're sharing it with the world and you truly enjoy your passion? Or are you doing it because, like, you're like counting the likes and the views, which um, is an indicator of like um, how many people you're reaching out to. But I don't think it's necessarily the end all be all. Yeah, I think that's very very true. Um, it's not. Yeah, like I think I think a lot of people start some some uh, endeavor. Um, and use it as a creative outlet or like, you know, to uh, express themselves. But at some point, 
through yeah whatever is encounter like the encounter uh whether it's so familiar or something else you know it's like it goes from like expressing yourself to counting your views and counting your likes and follows and then you know like looking at your like all the comments and stuff like i think this is what tends to happen a lot say on the youtube realm on the youtube sphere like all these artists are singing and then or like you know people start making youtube videos and then all of a sudden they're like more like sort of like trying to keep all their like millions of fans happy and they forget why they yeah like got into it in the first yeah. place so yeah so, yeah yeah i think even if like normal musicians like i was harry styles released a new album and usually i'm like I would never listen to this music. But then I was just like, oh, hey, why not? And I listened to it. I was like, yo, this is really different to what he's done before. And, you know, I think that's like quite brave as well because you would probably have millions of fans around the world expecting a certain vibe out of you as an artist. But I think the the courage to try something new or like, I guess, to be your true authentic self Mm. is probably the most important thing that you can do for yourself. Like, yeah. you would imagine, say, if you're in a log cabin in the middle of nowhere, what would, like, what would you do to, like, truly, I guess, be happy or comfortable mm. with who you are? Um, someone actually once told me this um, thing about, like, addressing insecurity, and they were saying, like, oh, um, they asked themselves, okay, if I was 100% confident, what would I do? And usually you kind of already have an idea of like what you would do in that situation. I was like, whoa, this is kind of deep. I need to lie down here a bit. (laughs) How did you respond to that question, Kelly? I said, whoa, this is really deep. I need to lie down for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't just do that mentally. You said that in in real life. (laughs) But did you ever get back to them and... Like, did you, did you have an answer? Did you ever come to a conclusion? Um, I guess the topic at that point wasn't creative related. I think it was about like, um, should I change jobs or should I leave my company? Like, I'm, I'm just not sure what's the best path to take. Um, but I guess along the same vein, it's like um, when you like play music, you know, like when you're 100% confident, how would you play? You know, like, because sometimes I look at a piece of music and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if this is okay, or I'm not sure if people will like this interpretation. Um, but I guess what people want to go to see is not just the thing, but also you as well, like you're part of that experience. And I think that if you kind of play it safe and reserve yourself, you're also kind of shorthanding people of the experience of sharing yourself with other people as well. And I think that connection mm. is important. I find that really interesting that you said that because I remember when I was in art school and there was a conversation about like where does our art stand and if it showed in an art gallery, could it stand alone by itself or do you yeah who are you doing your art for and I think there was like this discussion around sometimes yes you can make art for yourself but then you have to ask the question then 
is it necessary to actually show it on a platform or whether or not you should just have it at home because yeah. sometimes if your artist just for sometimes just for yourself then it might not necessarily need to be shared in the public yeah but that's such a good but i don't think for me i ever reached a, a an answer to that i think i it was something i kind of had pondered about and then i think i just tucked it away just in the same way as i'm talking about it right now i was thinking about this and i'm i for some reason like a real hypothetical scenario because i think you're talking about like a log cabin right kelly but let's say hypothetically somehow you just woke up one day and you were on mars you, you landed <laughs> on mars somehow you, you someone drugged you like maybe you're asleep for like however long it takes a couple of months or years or whatever and you're on mars now <laughs> and you there's no one else you'll ever see in your life like at least physically right like maybe you'll have um you know like instagram connection with like a reduced i don't know like this five to ten minute lag due to this whatever anyways like um let's say uh we're not getting too technical now but like uh you're you're somewhere there um would you still sort of create art or music or anything or write, like you know poetry or writing or um make things you know like for based on the opinions of like a lot of the, the experts or other people right like you just you'll never see anyone in person again um would you do it for yourself or would you like you would you do it on your own um sort of accord like what makes you happy or what um you know is like what people on earth think <laughs> you know uh, like okay. once, once you're separate from the environment would you have to follow the constraints and standards and conventions of this, you know, a group or, you know, like I, I think about this, like, and I would say I would just do whatever I wanted because <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one's going to see it. I'm the only one to see it. I would just, whatever makes me happy. I'll just make clay, Martian clay statues. Of Ooh, anything. red clay. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, that's um, just like a random thought experiment. I guess to answer that briefly, um, I think there is a spectrum, right? Like back to Val's topic about whether you should display art for the masses or art for um, like your intimate family and friends. And then on the end of the spectrum also, like if you're the only person on Mars, um, I, I sort of feel like as humans, we're wired to crave connection. So on that vein of thought, if I was the only person on Mars, I would just be very, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to kind of just do your own creative thing wherever you want. But I think the idea is that I do also enjoy somehow sharing it with people to a certain extent. Not to say that that's where I base my value on, but it's nice to know that um, I, I'm doing this thing in my life and I'm able to share it with the people around me like so I guess a fun fact um a lot of the music that was written around like the classical period um 
like a lot of them are just written for like families or like small gatherings you know like it's not like it's not like these days where you go to a classical concert and it's like you pack out the town hall um and it's like a special occasion a lot of the music was actually written for like home use and for people to kind of like you know spend time together that was like i guess like the olden day equivalent of like when we hang together and we play some board games kind of thing like parlor parlor hangs um and so yeah i feel like you know like you have to consider the situation of like why are you doing what you're doing and to like just be comfortable with that yeah so just as you have like the best balance possible there's the two extremes right we've gone through the like highly yeah and follower sort of um centric way of creating it like and in completely independent on another planet kind of creativity almost <laughs> so there's like the whole other world the world so like yeah i mean it's with most things in life it seems it is like always a good balance struck in the middle depending on who the people who people are Right. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Oh, what a great and interesting and unsigned discussion. I actually that was wild. Anyways, yes. <laughs> like for the last bit of this, uh, let's. Um, I don't know. Like, do we have any more tips up just uh, on how to make it and be successful in in your field that you're on multiple fields or whatever it is that these listeners want to do with their lives and with their time do you have any general thoughts and advice i think the best thing to do is really think about what is success and what is achievement in relation to yourself and base it on how you feel on that rather than base it as externally because it's really easy to always look at what the next best thing is or if the grass is really greener on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good one. Um, is being self-aware and realistic with yourself is quite important. Um, not necessarily to compare but I guess to kind of be in tune with who you are and being comfortable with that. Because I think once you accept where you are, then you can also accept where you can be. Mm. I think also setting yourself goals. I think something that I've been trying to kind of learn how to do is seeing how my, how my business can grow in the next 10 years for example uh, with my business plan but actually breaking that down into achievable goals from a year to six months for example and also just being really self-aware that some things are just so out of our control like for example material costs have skyrocketed living costs that's something that's been unpredictable and seeing how we can kind of work around that and also just really enjoying like our everyday, like our friends that are around us and family and just making sure we keep ourselves, taking care of ourselves and yeah, grounding ourselves as well. Yeah, for sure. 
get stay curious and have fun. Um, yeah. What a great way to depict the life of an artiste. <laughs> That's how you do it. You heard it here first. For me, uh, I was thinking that um, if you wanted to make it out there in whatever creative endeavor um, or whatever dream that you had that you wanted to achieve, um, probably the first thing uh, to think about is how you spend your time. Say, if you're like a young working professional doing a nine to five job, 40 hours a week, look at you know how you might incorporate uh, you know a hobby into your job. Pottery class, like sign up and commit to it. You know, like like if you're into dance, sign up to a dance class, um, and then you start from there. Or that like so like you know just getting a first. Um, yeah, if you haven't started already. Unfortunately, I think what I did at one point was a bit extreme. I straight up just quit my job and, and then I got bored, just like Kelly mentioned. And then this podcast was born when I was bored and not working <laughs> and unemployed. Uh, so <laughs> you don't need to do that. But like maybe a real, you know, you can you can like sort of squeeze and mold your time. Um, yeah, if you wanted to um, go down a certain path. That's, that's that's all the tips I can give. Thank you so much, Dylan, for having us. Yeah, Thanks, this is good. Kelly and Sal, chatting. I'll see you guys in real life at some point soon. And yeah, stay stay happy and creative in the meantime. Thanks so much. Um, you've all listened to another episode of Chillin' with Dylan. Dylan!